Okay, so welcome to our first podcast. This is our run through. My name's Scott. Jason. Jason. And um, we're going to figure this out. I don't know if anyone will ever hear this. <laughs> but sorry if you do. Um, we're going to pick three subjects. I think each week is where we're starting with our format. Kind of going off a trivial pursuit kind of thing where we'd usually pick pink or orange. I thought we were doing our armchair network. All right. See, we're still figuring it out. <laughs> I thought the uh, podcast was going to be the armchair. Well, that's like second way. guessing everything. Are we going to be second guessing everything? No, we're just going to be sitting back and like looking at stuff from our point of view. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I don't know. That's like the, what an armchair. Yeah, armchair network is like we sit on the couch and we make fun of people. <laughs> <laughs> because we have it so together, folks. <laughs> Uh, we can't even come up with a format of what we're going to spend an hour talking about. Well, maybe after a couple of run-throughs, we'll know what the hell we're doing. Okay. So, we tried to pick some topics this week that were um, something we weren't going to be able to go through when we start putting these out there for real. So, a little more time-oriented to, to right now. Um, and probably not as interesting to... Anybody else but us, but we'll, we'll we'll give it a try. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the real world, which just had its season finale uh, Wednesday night. Remember, we're like forty, and we still watch the real world. So. We'll, we'll get into that. That's probably one of our topics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then La La Land, which has been out for a while, and we'll probably start getting awards, so we probably won't be talking about that when this is actually a thing, if it's a thing. And then we'll have a closing segment of something random that will uh, save you guys to the end. Okay. So I guess we'll just get in, get, we'll, we'll start with the real world. Uh, you want to discuss that last episode first, or do you want to give a broad generalization? I think we should talk about the broad generalization first. Last season was horrible. It was like that go big or go home. Right. Yes. And... It was so bad that none of the uh, people on that show made it onto the challenge. <laughs> didn't they? Didn't no. Okay. I think their MTV is trying to like hide that one away. Because when you have a thing that's called "Go Big or Go Home," and no one goes home, your concept is pretty much ruined. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, okay. So this one is uh, bad blood for those who haven't seen it. Uh, demographics on the show are 12 to 34. 34? Yeah. All right. We're, uh, we're definitely out of the, uh, gra- <laughs> demographics on this one. I think seven years on the edge. And the most, the viewers of it are, uh, that are the best are between 14 and 17 year girls. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> okay. So I read that. All right. I wonder if anyone's as interested as us in our age. I don't know. There has to be other people that, you know, I don't know, we started watching, you know, Real World was a big part of TV when we were younger. So, like, I feel like it's still got to have some nostalgia for people. Like, when I see the MTV logo, that still gets me, like, jazzed. Like, I'm, like, still think that that, that's a, that's one of those products that I'm interested in that's cool to me. I think it's just never going to go away, even though it's not. But when I see that, that's what I think. I don't, do you have the same reaction? or Not anymore. I mean, they kind of stopped showing videos and started doing, like, shows 
Teen Mom and all this other bullshit, you know. Um, it's become more of a kids reality show network. Um, with uh, what's his face from what's the show where they uh, the catfish and all that stuff. Okay. Um, but I thought the season was awesome. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if the ratings are there. Sure. Because I've read online that uh, it hasn't been doing well. But a couple of years ago, they said they were going to cancel it, and they, you know, gone to this new format of actually like having something happen in the season rather than just having people living together. Right. You know, they have like their exes coming in and uh, the skeletons and all this stuff, and it's definitely reinvigorated it. But I don't know how long they're going to keep it going. So, uh, my overall, that's my overall opinion is the season was great. There was so much. I don't think there had been as many people that went home during a season than more on this one. That's true. That's definitely true. Now, you know, I didn't think about whether or not it was, overall it was a good season or not. That's not something that I was that when I was preparing for this that I was thinking about. But I think you're right. It was a good season. Um, I mean, I, I'll. I think you have the classic villain in the entire thing in, in, in Peter. Uh, and there could have been a second one, but he let, he chose oh, to leave that guy. Yeah. But that's not a classic. That's just, are we going to, that's an asshole. Yeah. Like well, that guy was just, that guy just had problems. All right. So this guy, Mike, if you haven't seen it, this was, uh, talking, it came out that he had some drug problems in the past and he, uh, went to jail for 15 days. And in order to survive in jail <laughs> for 15 days, he joined the Aryan brotherhood. <laughs> So his his best friend on the show said probably didn't join the brother Aryan, uh, Aryan Brotherhood, but well, what I'm saying is like he left the show because I have a feeling that he was gonna stuff was gonna come out that he was like a racist. Well, he said some racist, right? That but it was gonna escalate, and he didn't want to be there. He didn't want. He thought remove myself from the situation now before it gets even worse. Okay. And he was dating a black girl on the show. Um. Which escalated all of his comments and all this stuff. Right, right. Um, but this guy, Peter, who was the villain on the show. Well, but I want to say, just, he was like the classic villain because in the, when, when you get introduced to Peter in the beginning, you're like, okay, this is like a good guy. Well, didn't he, he might go to $2,000 or something. Well, right. And you could totally understand, like them having bad blood because you'd be like, oh, well, this guy's owed him money for this long, you know, and Peter seems pretty okay with it. You know, like, he's like, look, you, you know, you just owe me the money. We'll get over it. Da, da, da. And then he starts dating the first girl and, you know, that doesn't work out. And then it gets a little strange. He starts dating the second girl, like, right away. And he's in love with both of them, or so he says, however. And then it's yeah, just... all these people, like, even Theo, like, falls in love with, uh, these people after like one week. Yeah. He was like madly in love with this girl who was awful on <laughs> yeah. the show. All right. Well, but, but, the, but let's stay with Peter because the trajectory is so he, you're kind of like, all right, this guy isn't such a bad guy, you know? And then, uh, all of a sudden he, um, just turns into like the worst person ever. And so, um, I don't know. I just kind of felt like that was one of those things where you, you start off rooting for somebody and then they turn out to be the bad guy, like in a classic, you know, 
and a classic story, you know, classic movie story. Yeah. I mean, Peter definitely, I mean, the funny thing is the, these girls were trying to, he just wouldn't listen to anyone. He started throwing like massive verbal abuses towards every girl in the yeah. house pretty much. This one girl was like, I'm friends with her, but I want her to see it for herself. I got some thoughts about this. Yeah. Okay. There's no way. No. You automatically step in. There's some shit going on. They're yelling back and forth and things are getting heated. Why doesn't someone step up and like get on someone's side? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of people who, who just let some things happen. I had a, I had a note, uh, if you can remember who, um, Orlana is. Yeah, she's, she's the, the one. The light skinned girl who was, um, her beef was with, uh, with, with, um, Jordan. And Jordan didn't know that Orlana wanted to commit suicide. <laughs> so she didn't handle that well. Yeah. And then I guess Orlana became a pretty popular friend with everybody. And, um, the note I had about her is. And she was the one that said that. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I said my quote about her was, and get ready to laugh, everyone, she sat around and watched more beef than Dave Thomas. It's <laughs> <Okay. That's> good. <laughs> Sorry. Had to laugh at myself. But no, she, right? She just sat around and watched people fight. Yeah. And, and she was the in. one that said when Jen was getting attacked by Peter and getting into the argument with Anna, uh, she said, I'm just going to sit here and let her just see for herself when she like could have totally like helped the situation, but she did not help anything. Okay. Well, do you want to go through who some of these people are and, 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 you know, hash out some thoughts we have about, cause we could just skate over a few. All right. So Anna and Katrina, what are your thoughts on them? They're two sisters. They have serious issues between each other, which I have a follow up. I read something about them like after the show. Okay, but uh, I'm I'm very conflicted on those two. First of all, I they think brought in their mom. They brought their mom in. They went to see a therapist. That therapist, I, I said before, deserves like a medal of honor for sitting through two people going. Uh, she like doesn't talk to me enough, you know, like that whole thing. However, uh, who, who is it? Anna is the sister that came in. Yeah, that girl is full of surprises. Okay. She is. She is uh, okay because you you hated these people. I did, and I people. kind of turned on on Anna. How did you? Okay, so when all this stuff was going down, Peter, Anna went to the computer and Googled domestic abuse verbal and left it on the computer for everyone to see, so she could basically start a conversation. Sure. So how did you feel? Well, I like. I actually like that move. I think that's what we were saying. Everyone's sitting but around that watching. That started it. everything. That well, started. He, that, he started everything, right? But that started the whole blow up, right? Where they, where uh, well, Jen was like all pissed off, and okay, but let's let's go back on. Okay, so the thing with that is Jenna or Jen, not Anna, Jen Jennifer, then used the outlet of being mad and and um, and used it against Anna rather than. What the real problem was, was that this guy that she really liked, that she says is so great, is sitting there, like, Just, screaming at her and yeah. calling her every name, yeah. you know? I mean, it started off because 
I don't even remember what Pete started like yelling at her for, but it started getting. In this last episode, no, or that la- uh, before. Okay, but that started everything. That right. everyone was like, "Why are you yelling at her?" It was like, "What was the?" Because he because she was hanging out with the two sisters. Oh, that's right. She went and started talking to you know when you're on the real world. <laughs> I don't care who you are. You got to know that the job of the you on the show is to intermingle with everybody on the show. Sure. And for you to get, like, all possessive, because, I mean, he did have a, uh, um, when Peter first got to the house, him and Anna were hooking up, so they had some sort of uh, history for two days. Right. Well, that's the thing I really wanted to say. That's that's my real big turn when I look back and I was, th- when I was reflecting on Anna. <laughs> <laughs> she just flat out dropped Peter. It's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, she doesn't care. You, you never would have seen that coming. In, in the history of real worlds... There's always been the 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 woman gets painted as the victim, and she said, you know, like oh, I was in love with him, and she's like, nah, I don't really care. Yeah. Like two days later, he's dating Jen. She's like, good, good luck, no problem. I'm still gonna be friends yeah. with Jen. I don't yeah. care. I'm not, and I'm not mad at you. It's all good. I, I just, you know, st- strike one for uh, for for Anna <laughs> being a feminist, huh? Who knew? <laughs> So I'm saying, like, I kind of have some, I don't know, I have some respect for her. And in the end, she's the one that said something about what was going on. But I also think that Anna and Katrina, during the beginning part of the show, like, really rubbed people over the wrong way. Yeah, they did. So then towards the end of the show, when they started making, like, real points and, like, things that people should actually listen to, no one really, like, even, uh, like, yeah, came to their, you know, their backs. But then there's all these fake, like, you know, I'm going to miss them and all this yeah. stuff at the end. Yeah, Anna Katrina, uh, well, they're from Florida, so that makes some sense. Sorry, Florida friend. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Not um, much like this moment I'm talking, not very gripping most of the time they're on television. But I, I do say in the end, I think Anna came out as like, I was like, wow. All right. Especially when you... When, when you size her up with Jen, who attacked her, right? Who attacked her for looking up domestic violence on the yeah. guy that was like that was it's totally honest. And so she's she says, "I that is the one subject that I cannot." The, I had a problem with this. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because all of a sudden, she starts bringing up shit that no one's even heard about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. All of a sudden, she's crying about things in her past and, like, has just – everyone's like, what the hell's going on now? <laughs> it's like even as a normal person, you don't know how to react to that because you're in the middle of one argument. And then all of a sudden, she flips a switch saying that hey, she th- was, like, abused by another boyfriend. Yeah. And that's that. the one subject she can't yeah. she can't get down with. Yeah, exactly. And she knows what verbal abuse is, and that's not verbal abuse. I don't know. Uh well, what happened at the very end of the show when he gave her the ultimatum? That wasn't a... She didn't see his how crazy he was at the end? Well, think about when she must watch it and he's walking back on the phone. One of the interesting things is when they both got told they might get kicked off, she calls her aunt. Oh, and he called Mike. And he calls Mike. And Mike says, she wasn't even that hot anyway. Yeah. And he's oh. like, yeah, I know. You know, like, da, da, da. And he comes back and he's like, I love you. You need to come with me. Well, I got some news for you. They're living together in Hoboken now. 
Yeah, I know. I oh, you know that? that? I was going to bring that up. And they have a puppy. Yeah. They, they, poor dog. they live together and they have a puppy. I can't believe they live together. This is so I can't believe they went to a, a an animal shelter or whatever and someone gave them an animal. Well, the funny thing about it is it's like they have this fight. They're like, if you don't come with me right now, then it's over. And she's like, no, I don't want to stay. And in reality, there's literally three days left. Yeah. I know that's the other thing. Like, just, you know, they're literally three days from the end of the show. And he's like, if you don't leave now, that's it. We're done. I'm never talking to you again. Well, you know, and the thing is that obviously you start saying, all right, so she got mentally or verbally abused by her last boyfriend. And then this boyfriend, you think she must have a type. But then she's there because of her beef with her ex-boyfriend, Maserabi. Maserati. So I thought I was going to hate Maserati. Uh, I, I turns out I loved Maserati. He's like the, he seemed like he's having a good time with it. We didn't mention that uh, of the big fight that happened. I mean, we were talking about okay. everything that was leading. But up let me finish with the Maserati because right. I don't know. Um, he. It turns out he might have been like a little bit of a faker, from what everyone is saying. Post. Well, I don't know why every time he has to go out, he has to go to the DJ booth. He loved the DJ. He has to make it a point to go to the DJ booth. Um, apparently, he's the one guy that hasn't like kept in touch with anyone in the cast, or one of the. Uh, they, they they said he was a little fake. He like tried to come off on camera as being. I mean, it was a little obvious. Like the very end, the big like um, Breakfast Club speech he gives at the end. Oh yeah. At the, you know, who who wrote that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bunham and Murray. Yeah. Here, read this, Maserabi. <laughs> we came in as this, and we came, you know, whatever. Uh, so what are you going to say about the big fight? About, uh, well, I was just going to say, all this stuff that we were talking to led up to Jen pretty much manhandling Anna, like threw her down pretty damn hard. And uh, I was pretty happy with the producers of kicking out, knocking out the girls. But kicking Peter off. Kicking Peter yeah. off. But also, that supervising producer, what the hell was she wearing? Oh, I didn't know. She comes out. <laughs> she's wearing this T-shirt that's all ripped up in the back and in the front. So it looks like a Hulk, Hulkamania shirt. Wait, the one that was talking to Peter? Yeah, that said, you need to like get all your stuff and go to the hotel. Yeah, she was like, she's laying it down. She was, she was inserting her personality into Yeah. She was like, but I mean, no last words? Why is she wearing just rip, ripped up clothes when you're like a producer on the show? I mean, I guess it fits the uh, demographics or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we're the beacons of style. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Dude, that was definitely not stylish. It was literally a Hulkamania shirt. Um, do you want to go through the rest of the cast real quick? Sure, go ahead. Uh, Anika, do we need to even have an opinion on that one? Anika was pretty uh, non-existent yeah. on the show. She's pretty, yeah. And then Will... Her um, her guy, her ex-boyfriend, was pretty... He was the one with the kid that kept saying, like, having the heart-to-hearts with the guy yeah. who had kids. But other than that, yeah. I mean, they tried really hard to throw a wrap-up on their situation in that last episode. Yeah. They like, hey, let's take let's take 30 seconds out of away from, like, anything that's interesting and be like, hey, are we good? We're good. Okay. Now let's go back to Peter acting like a jackass. <laughs> um... There's uh, Jordan. Um, he got we, all wasted. 
Yeah. That was great. But I like Jordan. Yeah, I like Jordan. I thought she was the hottest of the whole group. She's my, I thought she was... I like special. Katrina. I don't know, I know. why. It's weird. Uh, not, sorry, it's not weird. It's fine. Everyone's got their own taste. Um, Even though she's a... She, she must hate every single person. I feel like she hates everybody. She comes into contact, but she automatically hates them, like, right away. Katrina? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Right, I don't think she's a very... She, she starts out... She's not a warm person. Yeah, yeah, she's not very warm. Uh, the tiara thing. Oh, God. Okay. So, I can't find anything about what happened to her. About her being pregnant? Yeah, like, I don't know what happened to her after after this. I was trying to get some kind of... Um... You know, what's funny is that they didn't even, like, talk about how, like, she'd been getting wasted the past, like, three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> right true. before her preg- she found out she was pregnant. That's true. Um, and her match person was... So uh, she left. She left. So she went home. Mike, our uh, Aryan Brotherhood guy, he left because he didn't want anyone to find out he was racist. And then Peter got kicked out because he's instigating all these fights between all the girls. Right. And then Theo. Right. Theo left because he right. pushed uh, his predator buddy. So we should talk about, I guess, Theo and Cassius. Uh, where do you come out in the Theo and Cassius thing? Do you think that his... Okay, so Theo got kicked out of school because he had weed in his room, and he was supposed to be an NFL player. He was going to be an NFL well, player. Let me just say... All of his friends. If you're going to be an NFL player, you're going to be an NFL player. I don't think weed... I mean, even these days, if you, like, follow sports, it's going to stop you from becoming... You can go to, like, a junior college and become, like, a, you know NFL football player if you've got the talent. I, I saw Theo's um, high school reel. His oh, play, play reel. Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking about before the podcast. Like, I watched it after he kept telling everybody how he was going to make the league and he was a quarterback because he was listed on their team as, like, a wide receiver. And I was like, this guy's not a quarterback. But I did see his, his reel. He's pretty good. I don't know if he's... Do you think it was his weed? That's what I want to ask you. Uh, no. But it was on his side of the room? I think... I mean, I guess I kind of believe him because he's kind of believable. Well, that's the thing. Do you believe, like, do we believe him because we got to know him first? Is that almost not fair? That's true. I don't really trust the Cassius guy because um, he had a lot of talk. He's the other one that had a lot of talk about his kid. And he's going to do the right thing for his kid. Also, how do you feel about... I I don't know if that's just a generalization. I don't know what the right thing is. I don't know why going to the real world, what that's setting up for you and your son. Don't you think Cassius should have left once Theo left? I mean, why does he still need to be there? No, I mean, they they generally didn't like each other, so why? But I mean, the point of the show is that you're there. Oh, you mean the show should have kicked him off? I mean, then we wouldn't have got Peter, but still, it's like, if one year, if your bad blood leaves... It's kind of like in the challenge when one person yeah. can't go on the other person. But but he didn't really exist after that anyway. Yeah, you're right. Like he didn't even show up for two episodes. Then one day in the he's last always episode, just laying in his room. He and, and Will were yeah just laying in beds like being like, wow, white people are crazy. You know, like I just care about my kids. Yeah, you know, like that. And uh, you know, it was you know, I give those guys some credit because they. They were like, look, I, I like Mike, but that was some racist stuff. But I still like Mike. Uh, I like Peter. That's some horrible, 
like sexist or terrible way to treat women. Oh yeah, you know, like they they commented very well on it while not being like making it an, a, a bigger issue than it already was. Like it wasn't their issue, so they didn't make it their issue. And I think in reality TV, so many times um, when there's a problem between two people, whether it's race or it's male, female, or if it's guy, whatever it is, so many people swallow that problem and make it about them. And they were like uh, the two guys in the Muppets, was it uh, Wardorf and Stadler? <laughs> they just kind of sat in their bedroom perched and being like, that guy's nuts. Well, they didn't want to drink, too. Halfway through the show, they were like, we're not drinking. Oh, okay. Right. Remember, they had that whole conversation. Like, why do you... Because he was broke. He was, And he was getting wasted. Because he was, like, broke. Like, why are you spending money on alcohol when you're broke? And you have uh, a kid. Yeah. So, okay. Um, that's about where I come... All right. So, as we know, Real World is a uh, kind of a... They pick a few people from the Real World to go to the challenge. Did you look up? Who I did not. I waited for this. I I gave. I wanted to give you my yeah. guesses and my thoughts and who I'd want and who I think would be best for it. And um, I want to say though, Mike, our buddy Mike, has started a fitness uh, uh, supplement called Urban. Oh, if that's not ironic, Urban. Yeah. Um, so, and he's still in the process of paying Peter back. Um, but yeah. I would say that you know the two that I thought I thought they'd send Maserabi. And I thought they'd send, like I said, I thought they'd send Anna because I thought she was the voice of reason in a lot of that stuff. Um, if you're going to ask me who I think, you know, obviously you send Peter there. It's like a walking tornado. Oh, I don't think, I mean, well, I know who goes, but I don't hey. think Peter's going to be involved in anything MTV shows. No. Do you know that Peter won $50,000 on an MTV show already? After this show? He, oh, wait, let me see. I'm sorry, he won $500,000 on an MTV show before this one. What show? It was some promotion. Um, it was a promotion for... Uh, That's probably how he got the gig. Exactly. And he won like five hundred grand. Um, yeah, I don't think Peter's coming back to the MTV network. Okay. So, the first person that's going is Theo. He's, he's going to be on the challenge. You know, that makes sense. I think that they probably feel like they owe him one because he wasn't, he didn't really step over the line too bad. And okay. He, all right, he fits the, he fits it right. That makes sense. Okay. And then out of the girls, Anika. Oh. I know. One of the worst girls. Well, she's not bad, I mean, but just doesn't. She doesn't offer anything. Yeah, she doesn't really offer anything. Oh, I'm sure we'll have a conversation about the challenge when it starts. What's the theme of the challenge this year? Um, I don't think they've announced that, but I can tell you that CT is back. Nice. Zach is going to be in it. It's got like the best cast that they've ever had. Okay. I mean, it has everybody. Wes? Um, it doesn't look like Wes is on this. Okay. So we got Bananas. Uh, we got... Cara Maria, okay. Camilla, who's awesome, although she gets kicked off all the time. Yeah. Laurel. Oh, Laurel's back. Uh, Bruno. Oh, I don't like Bruno. Tony. Tony's back. No, then Tony. Tony he's just a, had like two kids. Two kids, yeah. He's a wreck. Um, he probably needs to come on. 
Jenna, obviously. Gotta have Jenna. That girl, Smashly. Um, Nicole. Okay. So it's got like a really good... I mean, we'll, we'll touch base more, I'm sure. Uh, people want to hear something about that later. But Okay. Should do it now. Given this our first... We're going to switch subjects here. Right. Um, do we keep going? Do we pause? How do you want to do this? No, we can just go uh, what our next subject is. Okay, so we want to take a break for our non-sponsors. Oh. Um, all right, then. Um, <clears throat> so I guess our next topic is La La Land. Okay, so La La Land. Let's. Uh, we haven't. We saw it separately. Haven't talked about it. Yeah, um, we're just to give you. Like we're both pretty critical on movies. Um, we have some friendships with people that they don't like to talk to us about movies or their wives. We're also hypercritical of our friends' opinions on their movies. We have a friend that hates every movie. <laughs> we have a friend that likes every movie. Um, so, you know, usually when you know which kind of movie you're about to watch, you want to go to that friend and say, hey, didn't you like that too? Or didn't you hate that too? Um, and so La La Land is, uh, you know, the favorite to win everything this year. And Maybe. Um, right now. Most people are thinking. I think, like, great. Oscars is going to be a little tougher. Okay. Well... Um, what were your overall thoughts on it? My overall thoughts were that I feel like I was duped into watching a musical that wasn't really a musical. It started off as a musical. It did. And then disappeared for it, a little bit, and then right. the ending. Right. Um, I don't need to see a musical, but if I'm going in that's what it, and it's advertised as such, I want it to stay that way. I feel like... If you're going to do that, if you're going to play it that way, you're going to grab, like, something I, I, you're going to make excuses for grabbing things that wouldn't work in a normal plot structure and use them and then still try, like, still try to get away with keeping a normal story. So to me, it was, you're right, it was opening. Song, song, song. And then it just. And then it turned into, like, the John, the traveling John Legend jazz that song was ba- so bad. With bass line, uh, back to song song. And that was the worst song ever. It's up there. It, there's a <laughs> there's a number, there's a couple to choose from in that movie, I feel like. I don't think the songs were all that good. It's another problem, I think. Um, there weren't too many. I thought the opening uh, was shot really bad. Oh, but really? I, but I liked, but I liked the, how it brought you into... That's what the thing, it like it grabs you in the beginning. Yes. And then I they had the scene with Emma Stone like doing the dance when she was going to the party and then had the whole party where she was walking through the party and it was all this stuff and then it just like went into relationship mode. And we'll talk about that later. But all right, so and, the, and then it relived dude, the ending was awesome. The last ten minutes I thought were awesome. Okay. And it totally redeemed itself. <laughs> See the first that first scene. I'm with you. Um, I thought the best part, my favorite part, was after that's done and it says summer or winter. Oh, that was great. Um, that's probably the the coolest part to me of the movie. Not that I, I I did like it. I didn't dislike it, but I just I have so many problems. I the fact that it's going to win everything makes me want to pull my hair out. But it's definitely if you watch Whiplash and you watch this movie. There's more attention to detail. And even though La La Land has like all the production design and the the visual stuff, I feel like 
it doesn't have the attention to detail than Whiplash had. No. That in fact makes it like more emotion. It could have made it more emotional if it was. And that's a huge problem to me because to me, it didn't feel like it was written by a guy who lives in LA. It felt like it was written by a guy who has a dream about what LA would be like. And so I feel like a lot of the places they shot at were very, um, you saw the place right by our house. Yeah. Our old, our old place. (laughs) Of course. Uh, made that walk a couple times. Yeah. Um, but um, being very worried walking by that. And by the uh, way, we're roommates. <laughs> Not. <laughs> we didn't live together. <laughs> we lived together, but we didn't live together. But when we lived, when we both were, when we were living in an apartment <laughs> together in separate rooms, um, that walking, leaving there, and walking by that, that um, what do you call it, the storage place that she walks by was always a... They played yeah. up to be scary. You don't have to light that very very much. That's scary like that. Um, but uh, I don't know. It felt like outside of like m- most of the places that they shot, like if you're going to shoot in Griffith Park or you're going to – like most of these are the places that when you're thinking what it might be like to come to L.A., you want to shoot there. And that uh, – are like, you know, those are popular places. And I get that that's – again, that goes back to the part where I said that it's a musical, so it's trying to show – this bright side of things. So you want, you know, you want it to be the things that are dreamy about LA or, but it is that. And then it decides it doesn't want to be that, you know, in the middle of it. And then comes back to wanting to be it. And it drives, that drives me nuts. Um, well, I also think that they missed with Ryan, uh, with Ryan Gosling's character, they kind of showed you his progression on being a musician Like, you kind of saw that he was pretty good. He was in that band. And uh, he was doing his own thing. And they actually... But Emma Stone, they never showed her acting. That's true. Like, and then all of a sudden she becomes a huge movie star. But they didn't really establish her as having much talent. Yeah. No, you're right. They never... uh, You never know why she's... You know, like... Like, you... They said, oh, we want to... They should have showed the play, like some of it. Yeah. Because the, there was like, he's seen, she's seen your play. They want to, you know, build a character or build a whole movie around the one character. And she's the one that they build it around. But you don't really understand why she's got the talent to, you know, get something built around her. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. That's, that's another thing that drives me nuts about these yeah. kinds of movies. Uh, I don't know. I think they really missed. Um, there's two things that they really missed to me. Uh, one of them, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to make shorts about both of them in 2017. One is the actress. Why does she have to become the biggest actress in the world? Why can't it just be a small vic- like? Okay, so let me tell you about. Well, the movie's about people like exceeding their dreams. Is that, it? Yeah. Does that happen to Ryan Gosling? Yeah, he becomes that. Uh... But does he look happy? No, but he gets his own place because of it. He's able to afford it. and Okay. And it's like a huge success. Great that that's what the movie's about. Accom- Mission accomplished. And she wanted to be a big actress. Yeah. All right. Mission accomplished. I don't necessarily want to see every movie, every actress in every movie become the biggest actress in the world. That annoys the shit out of me. Like, I want to see a movie where the little victory is what's to cherish the little victory. And that's what I'm saying. That's where I think... 
And again, I get what you're saying, but uh, maybe it's a different script, but where the, the actress just gets the the role that, you know, like when they showed her dressed up as a cop and they showed her dressed up as, I don't remember. Yeah, she's doing all the auditions. Yeah. If she got one of those roles, that... Yeah, me, I, would, I would have liked to have seen her have a part in something. Like, just let it be that. You know, like, I, I saw the screening um, at the DGA... Uh, SAG screening, so it was full of actors. The room was full of actors. We did a Q and A with Ryan Gosling after. Oh, yeah. Watch, did I drop that? <laughs> no, but like we did a, did a Q and A after. It was with that woman who does them all all the time. She was actually pretty funny. Um, but beside the point, the thing is, watching that with a group of actors, it was really. That, that's what made me, I guess, think about it. Is you know when when they were going through the audition scenes, and and you can even start with the early one where she's crying and the person comes in on the phone line. Which is apparently what happened to Ryan Gosling, and that's where they got that from. Um, and then they started, um, you know, you could feel the audience is laughing, like because it's all actors, so they're laughing. But you can feel, you know, they've all been through that, so you can kind of feel their pain while they're watching that. And then they cut to her doing those roles that are beneath her, but you know, they they play them as beneath her, but they're not because she's not anybody. Yeah, and that kind of turned me off a little bit because I'm like, look, all these people here would die for that role. You know, like, that should be the, the big achievement because that's really what what acting is. You know, it's like one in a billion make it to be the biggest star that, you know, to be Emma Stone. Um, and then moving further, when they, when one part I really liked is when she did fail at her one-woman show, like, even though you didn't get to see it, that crowd... Everyone was crying because everybody knows that everybody knows that feeling of I just put myself out there like everything I had and nobody came and nobody cares. Um, that was that part though was one of the worst when she was listening and people were like talking right out to her. Dressing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't quit your day job. Yeah. But again, that's one of those musical it's things. So retarded. Where you can be over the top in a musical, but you can't in a regular like in a regular drama or com movie that you are deciding, hey, I'm going to take the, the, quick, the quick, cheap route to get this message across rather right. than earn it. But in real life, like when we go to screenings, we're like, we'll talk about it when we get outside. It, exactly. Exactly. We're not going to talk about it. We don't know who's sitting behind us and who's, you know, who knows who. And we're talking shit about the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of eye roll. There's a lot of, uh, anyway. Well, the worst, I th- and also that movie kind of showcased, I thought that Emma Stone has a lot of talent. Yeah. A lot more than Ryan Gosling for what they were doing. Although I love Ryan Gosling in a lot of things. I just think he was a little, uh, not as good as her in the movie. Well, it depends. Like I like, I like seeing the cool guy be cool. Yeah. Like I, I'm so like, I was happy with him for that. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I like the Ryan Gosling where he like ran into the coffee shop and he was like all goofy and like, he like, you know, it was like that scene where he went into the coffee shop and he's like, he like ran past security and he, he was like, oh, can I hide in your bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that stuff was kind of funny. But, uh, I don't know. I felt that she was, she was a lot better. Well, I mean, you start bringing in the singing and dancing and now you're going to start getting some problems. I mean, he's not your, your guy, Russell Crowe no. bad, but <laughs> he's not, it, when he started singing, it was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and, and the dancing, I mean, it's just. It's all a little underwhelming. It's... And how did you feel? I thought the worst part of the movie for me is when they were having the argument. 
And Emma Stone didn't realize what touring, like what being an abandoned touring meant towards a relationship or what his actual job would be. She was like, what do you mean you're going to go on tour again? I'm like, yeah, that's what being in a band is. You make an album and then you go on tour. Well, what does that mean? Okay. You I mean, I, I didn't have a problem. That's fine. I didn't have a problem with that, though. But I like that scene when she just walks out or whatever. Um, but I did like the very ending of it. The yeah. sliding doors ending of the movie. Okay. So that's my second thing that I really want to do a short on that I feel like they missed. Even though I do like the ending. I don't okay. want to say I, I like the ending. In I, a perfect world, this would be what their well, lives This would. is where I thought the ending was going and it was totally going to make the whole movie great to me. Was when when they cut the... When, when he's playing the piano and she goes in and starts thinking about it. And instead of running into him, he grabs her and kisses her in that first... When they first meet in that piano and he's playing the piano... I thought that was going to turn into a world of what if. And that was what it was. But it wasn't. It was the same it all turned the same way. Right, but they would have been together. Right, but here's what I wanted them to showcase is and this is something that they that that Chazelle did right he did in um in Whiplash so well was that if you want to make it in this world you have got to sacrifice, or in this entertainment business, you have to sacrifice everything. Relationships, especially if you want to be an actor or actress, that's one thing, as, a, as someone who's tried it, like, it's a really hard thing to do if you want to maintain relationships with people. And, that, and, and I'm sure it's got to be pretty close to that if you're a jazz musician. So what I would have liked to have seen in that ending, when they do the, the other path, is to show, like, hey, neither of us made it, but we're together and we have this family to show the difference between what it takes to become like to me, then you've earned becoming the biggest act. Like now I'm behind you as the biggest actress and you getting your club. It's totally a personal preference. It's just what I was hoping it was going to do. And it just disappointed it, it, to me. It just, and, and knowing whiplash and I, I love whiplash. Like, lo, like, you know, we talked about, I think it was our favorite movie, both of us. Of that year. Um, I really thought he was going to do that and be like, hey, look, if you want you want all this love, you want all the right things to work out your way, go for it, but you're not going to get this. Um, so I just felt like I missed a, an opportunity in that. And again, I will gladly pick up the pieces and write four pages of a short that will never get finished and never make it. I heard, uh, I think it was either, I can't remember if I read it or I heard it, but I think it was that Julia Littman from The Ringer where she was like, you know, I'm sick of Damien Chazelle making movies about women uh, stumping male people's yeah. artistic growth. I thought that was funny when she said it. I don't know. Okay. It's too. Both the storylines had that storyline in it. That he had to break up with her or had to go a separate way in order to, to be who he wanted to be. Or who he should become. Yeah. No, I guess there's there's something to that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't I guess think it was like done. It's a little more balanced in this yeah. movie. Your main character is your heroine is is pretty much, you know. Um, Do you know who the original cast of this movie was? Well, I knew it was Miles Teller and Emma Watson. 
Oh, Emma Watson? It would have been a lot different movie. Yeah, you know, I know when they, when they did the, we did the Q&A with Ryan Gosling, he said that the role was originally written for someone younger. Someone a little more starry-eyed, like not a guy who's failed at first. Um, I don't know. I... I don't think that... I mean, I guess it's a different movie, but I don't know if it... I mean, we'll see what Emma Watson does in Beauty and the Beast to see. Is that why she turned down gonna... Beauty and the Beast? Oh, I don't know. I just... I think it's been gestating for a while, so they just maybe lost their actors' availabilities and stuff like that. Yeah, he said he went, he went in to meet with him because uh, I guess he's in the new Neil Armstrong movie that Chazelle's doing. And he's like, "Hey, do you still sit? you know they got they start talking about they're both loving musicals and a few months later he was like, "Hey, do you still think you can dance?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, let's see." And that's how they did it. Um, so ultimately, in the end, um, what do you come out on the whole thing? It sounds like you like it more than I did. I liked it. I put it on one of my movies of the top 10 or whatever the best of the year however i didn't think it was great i just liked i came out of the movie feeling good okay um was it the best movie of the year no i don't think it should win oscars okay but i think it's hollywood people are gonna i mean the movie the artist won best picture yeah that's it's like it's been getting thrown around a lot lately yeah i heard that um but I don't know. I just feel that it's not going to win Best Picture. It's not going to have that carryover when it gets to February 26th. I don't know. See, like, after I saw it, I went online, because this is what I do, when I feel like, why is everybody so in love with this movie? I need to go find somebody that feels the same. And I couldn't find... I found, like, one guy on, like, Rotten Tomatoes who didn't like it. (laughs) He was good. He gave a really good review. But, like, I was... uh, I was like, yeah, this guy gets it. But then I'd read everybody else's and I'm like, I don't I don't know what I'm missing that they're getting. Like, I don't know if my expectations were... I just feel like duped. I just don't feel like it was really a musical. And not that I need to see a musical, but don't make me think I'm watching a musical. It started off as a musical. And then kind of went away for it. And I, You it, gotta keep it going through the whole thing. Right. And it seemed like it was supposed to be a love letter to Los Angeles and it didn't... You know... When one of your main characters is a jazz musician and he spends half of his movie on tour, it's not really a love letter. You know, this isn't a town full of jazz. It's a, <laughs> you know, that's a love letter to New Orleans. That's not, a, you know. Um, but again, it's also projecting because that's me wanting that movie to be something. All right. So, uh, our next. Topic or a final topic. So, final topic. I guess I suppose what we're doing here is we mostly talk about pop culture things because that's what we do. We watch a lot of movies and TV and sports, and we're gonna try to throw in one random, yeah, something whether it has to do with science or and and we might, we might be talking about Mars at some point, you know, history. <laughs> we may have some really messed up thoughts on how something happened. Um, but today's subject is going to be bee stings. I guess that falls under nature or science. Yeah, it falls under nature, sure. And, you know, I brought this this topic up, uh, specifically because 
I was having a conversation with some people, and uh, a bee came, and we were like, whoa, you know, like. Everyone yeah. starts freaking out. Yeah, yeah, we're like, yeah. And so this guy says to me, man, I remember the first time I got stung by a bee. He goes, I was taking a shower, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You were taking a shower? Bees don't come near showers. Well, look, but I was like, how old were you? He goes, uh, 27. <laughs> I was like, it took you 27 years to get stung by a bee? I think that guy's lying. No, because then I went and I asked multiple people since this happened, and I'd say 50% of the people I know have never been stung by a bee. Now, I can tell you, the first time I got stung by a bee, I was probably six. It's probably happened to me somewhere in the 50s, 60s, 70 amount of time, you know, like just growing up and playing outside. Like, um, And so I was just shocked at how many people had never been stung by a bee. And so I thought, I figured I'd ask you because you, you tend to like to, <laughs> you, have a ten, you have a generalization about people in these situations. Yeah. I feel uh, like if you're going to, I know that it's like a leading killer in the United States or whatever, people get stung by bees. I'm just like, if you can die from a bee sting, you should just not come out of your house. Just stay in. You think, <laughs> bees yeah. are everywhere. You know, or walk around in your beehive uh, beekeeper outfit. But you, you realize that they have like cures, you know, like they, know, yeah. they can. Like, does that mean if you are have a peanut allergy, Macaulay you should, should be allowed to eat? We could have saved Macaulay Coughlin <laughs> and my girl. That's right. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about the first time I was stung by a bee, and like, not that I remember that specific instance, but I do remember. Um feeling like I just remember the feeling of like betrayal by mother nature like just feeling like you mean there's something that wants to harm me (laughs) there's some other creature that wants to come and hurt me like that was the thing more than the sting that hurt it was like wait there's like life isn't just great like there's something that wants to so we're the top of the food chain we're supposed to kill everybody (laughs) Well, we are killing the bees. You know, there's, uh, yeah, there's those problems. But I, I just that's that's kind of what I, I had to bring to the table about the bee stings. Every time I hear about a bee sting, I figure like someone has to be in like the middle of Kentucky or like backwoods, like shooting things, and all of a sudden they accidentally hit a beehive, and then the beehives come like start attacking them. Like most people don't just walk around. You know, they're running. And they get stung by a bee and just attacks them. I feel like you have to provoke it. Well, where uh, did you grow up with bees? We've had some bees. Do you have more in uh, New York or North Carolina? Yeah, more in New York. Okay. I don't think there's too many bees where I was living in North Carolina. Okay. It's interesting then that but you go funny. to the middle of the country, but you had more bee experiences. Well, that's why. I, no, I didn't have experiences. So I, I figure when I hear all these attack... Uh, well, attack's a, strong, attack's a strong word. Oh, I've got an attack on it. <laughs> <laughs> when I was looking up uh, bee stings, I uh, found this awesome clip uh, that just happened this summer where this guy in Kentucky witnessed a car, which is a Suzuki Samurai. I don't even think they make these anymore. No, they didn't. I wanted a Suzuki Samurai so bad when I was in high school, but they're like the most, un, the, the Samurai and the Sidekick. 
but they would flip over. Uh, they were super cheap, and my parents were like, "You, there's no way in hell you're ever getting that car. And I'm like, you'll see. Well, this person, 2016, has a pink <laughs> Subaru Samurai. Okay. Suzuki Samurai. And I guess got into an accident, hit a pole. The pole had a beehive in it. It hit the ground, and then he got attacked by a bunch of bees. And this redneck guy was watching the whole thing. So I'm going to play this. It's about two minutes. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. Crashing a car was bad enough, but investigators say it led to two people inside that car being attacked by bees. It happened last night on Patton Spur Road in Laurel County. Police say a car hit a utility pole and bothered a hive of bees nearby. New tonight, Garrett Weimer talks to someone who lives in that area who saw it all happen. Neighbors along Patton Spur Road are still, well, buzzing about what happened. Well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. And all of a sudden, I heard a big boom, and I looked back out my door, and an electric pole fell, and the lines were falling, and the jail cacklers sideways into the fence. Then the folks inside the car got a big surprise. Well, he didn't know it. And, but he found out that there was a hive of bees that was located there, and he disturbed them. And there's a guy come out screaming and squalling and uh, running around about like a chicken with head cut off. Anderson then says they ran up the road, grabbed a hose outside his home, and started trying to spray off the bees. I told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up of bees. I thought he was just high. Deputies say the couple were under the influence of drugs. They say they had driven down the road looking for a place to swim. That girl in that little bikini, she had a little red dot, thought, oh, her. Yeah, Even here. Gary Lee got yeah, stung while he was out there. Needless to say, investigators call it an unusual case, but everyone around here hopes the two learned a serious lesson. Think they learned their lesson? I'd say about the day they are. If I feel like my leg feels, I'd say they're learning. In Laurel County... So, you didn't want to let the clip finish? That was it. Okay. Okay, anyway, go ahead. So, bees, bees hurt. Moral of the story, don't disturb them. Okay. That, in the clip. It doesn't, okay, in the clip, all right. <laughs> Great. I like that you're going to bring in some audio clips, though. I think that that's something we should have each week. Uh, I think it's a good idea. I don't know. I, thought, I laughed my ass off when I saw that. I, if you want to watch it, you can go to... Just YouTube crash leads to bee attack. And you can see the guy. You can see the guy talking. He's, he's definitely a character. Great. And I guess that's a great place for us to end. Uh, how, how would we come in on time right now? 54 minutes. Okay. I'm sure we could probably cut a, some fat off of this, you know. I think most of our time, again, was spent on the real world. Um, we'll see when we listen to it back if we get bored. I don't know if I'm going to be listening to this Uh I'm pretty sure we should listen to it to see if, if we need to keep continuing or not. <laughs> this may be our first and last podcast. But we got a nice microphone. It's black. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good microphone. It's a uh, titanium microphone. So, to any of our friends who would be the only people that would ever listen to this, we say send us some comments. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. Uh, Thank you for for listening and for giving us the feedback that we know is going to be so helpful and not sarcastic or mean in any way. And uh, I know that since none of you probably watched The Real World, you could probably skip the first half hour. Or 
You can get it on demand and then well, and then listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah. after. Here's what you're gonna have to do: just watch, watch the whole twelve season. hours of real world television. And trust me, that will be the best twelve hours you spend. <laughs> Fuck Stranger Things. Watch the real world. It's bad blood on demand. It's true. Uh, All right. True. All right. Well, thanks. Goodbye, you. Yeah. Thank you very much, and um, we'll we'll try to talk to you next week. All right.